We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always. And today we're going to be talking about our Week 8 picks. We're going to recap Week 8 in the NFL. Um, and it was just a crazy week. A lot of a lot of upsets. Our picks went, went horribly wrong. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But what's going on, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Um, definitely just want to, before we jump into the NFL and the crazy week that we had, uh, I wanted to say a little bit about college football. I know we don't talk about it that much on the podcast. But uh, coming this Saturday, 11 o'clock before the noon kickoffs, that's noon Eastern time, 11 o'clock Eastern time, I'm going to be going on, giving some of my picks. It's a big weekend. We finally got all the Power Five conferences back. So if you're not following us on the Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, Join in, join the conversation. You know, I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Mainly, you know, the Big Ten and the Mountain West have come back the last couple weeks, and now they're being joined by the Pac-12 and the MAC. Well, the MAC came back tonight, so probably won't talk about that much as a small conference, but the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, that's huge. And then, of course, Trevor Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry, got COVID. Uh, Missed last week against BC, and he's going to miss the big game against Notre Dame on Saturday. So I'm talking about all that and the implications of all that stuff, and a lot more. So just come come join me on Saturday and let's have a good time. Yeah, that'll be on the Instagram at, at Average Sports Nerds. Go, go go check Chris out. I, I might tune in to listen to it. I'm not I'm not the biggest follower of college football, but I know you know the big the big stories. Obviously, I know who Trevor Lawrence is and Justin Fields. I know who these guys are, um, and the, obviously the big the big college uh, powerhouses. I know about it. I watch the bigger games. Uh, I just haven't really tuned into it much this season. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching Chris talk about it. So let's talk about week eight. Um, like I said, crazy week. I was literally going to say the same exact thing. Crazy, crazy week. Crazy week. Uh, I did my first ever parlay. Uh, it was not a good not a good day for me. I mean, it was only $10 parlay, and I know it was a long shot to get it right, but Still didn't feel very good getting the majority of the games wrong. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about all the games here. So let's just get started. So Thursday night was the Falcons and Panthers game. Um, we both picked the, the the Panthers to cover at minus two and a half at home, and that just we we were wrong about that. They didn't look good at all. The Fal- the Falcons finally showed up to play. Um, Matt Ryan had 280 yards, but he didn't throw a touchdown. Um, but he did have an interception. Julio Jones looked like a, a, just a wrecking ball, one-minute wrecking ball out there. Seven seven catches, 137 yards. They couldn't stop him. Nobody can ever. Uh, they can keep him out of the end zone. Though. They can keep him out of the end zone. That's or Either that or Matt Ryan just doesn't throw him the ball in the end zone, one of the two. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know – Yeah, Cal- it's, I was just – it's just crazy, man. Like It really is. How many yards does he have compared to the touchdowns? It's got to be one of the biggest – disparities like in NFL history yeah his yards to touchdown ratio is not good for whatever reason it's just not like I think there was one year he had like over 1500 yards only had three touchdowns on the seat on the season that's that's that doesn't make any sense it really doesn't 
But it, it is what it is with, with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I believe Calvin Ridley got hurt in this game. It's just a pretty big loss uh, for the Falcons. I mean, they are what they're now two and six, so they're not really in contention for anything. Um, but if they were to go on a run, not having Calvin Ridley will definitely hurt them. As far as the Panthers go, Mike Davis did not look as good as he has um, since taking over for McCaffrey. Now, he did average five yards a carry, uh, and he did have a few catches, or he had one catch, sorry, for 11 yards. But this offense just didn't, after the first quarter, this didn't seem to really get going at all. After the first half, really, they had 14 points after halftime, or at halftime, and then only scored three in the second half. So I don't know what what happened. I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the entire game. But the Falcons just did. They or the Panthers just didn't look good. They had a hot start, and now they're three and five, and it's looking like the team that we thought they were gonna be. However, CMC is back week nine, most likely. So who knows what'll happen with this offense now? But as far as this game goes, we were wrong. We were just dead wrong. Yeah. Um, just to go through my thought process on picking this game a little bit, I chose the Panthers just seeing what the teams have done up until this point. Falcons haven't been a good team all year. The Panthers have been surprisingly solid. And this game, the first half, they played each other pretty evenly. I didn't expect a blowout or anything by the Panthers, but the second half was just awful. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater struggled he was I would say he was pretty bad in this game um he couldn't get it going at all yeah they they definitely need Christian McCaffrey back because whatever Mike Davis was doing before that had him looking solid I know especially for fantasy uh he's he's taking a step back going back to the Mike Davis that we remember from Chicago and a couple other stops that are escaping me right now, but yeah. So we'll see with Christian McCaffrey coming back. I think this Panthers team, like, like we said, going into the season, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but the Falcons, I will say since they fired Dan Quinn, what was that? Three weeks ago, they have played a lot better. I know they lost that game to the lions in typical Falcons fashion, blowing it at the end, but they had the game one. And if they had won that one, that would have been, uh, all three games won with the interim coach. Yeah. So I I do think they're playing better. It's probably too late for them to make like a playoff run because they're not in the NFC East or anything. So so yeah, I think both these teams are probably done, honestly, but we'll get we'll get some more exciting games for them. They can play spoiler for sure. Yeah, I mean they they're halfway through their season and it doesn't look good so far, but they yeah, like you said they could they could play spoiler now the Falcons schedule I saw this I'm pretty sure this is the Falcons let me pull it up just to make sure but yeah it was so the Falcons have um they have eight games remaining right half of those games will be against the Saints and the Buccaneers oh they're done (laughs) yeah because I definitely didn't know that yeah they they haven't played either the Saints or the Buccaneers yet and you know they're in the same division and they play them twice so and then they also have the Broncos, who are a solid team. They have the Raiders, who are a solid team. Pretty much they have the entire AFC West left, and then they have the Buccaneers and the Saints. That's, they only play six teams, but all six of those teams are better than the Falcons right now, and the Falcons just – they're going to be struggling. 
Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe they shouldn't have won this game. <laughs> maybe they could be looking at Trevor Lawrence themselves. Yeah, or Justin Fields or whatever. Who somebody, somebody high up. Right. right. But yeah. So anyway, uh it's tough to be a Falcons fan. I feel for them. Like they've gone through so much heartbreak through over the years. It's been, it, not even not even this year, but not even going you know, even before the Super Bowl, they had some heartbreaking losses in the playoffs too. So feel for them. But Enough's enough on the Falcons. I mean, they're done. Yeah, twenty-eight three was the peak of their yeah, franchise. They, they probably can't feel any more disappointment like towards anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's been a constant that. decline since yeah, since really, they took that lead. <laughs> really. But yeah, moving on. The next game we're going to talk about is the Colts traveling to Detroit play the Lions. The Colts were two and a half point favorites on the road. Chris and I both picked them to cover that, and they covered that. Very, very easily. They won, they won, they won 41 to 21. Um, Philip Rivers had himself a day, 262 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, who came out of nowhere, had, had 20 carries for 89 yards, a touchdown on the ground for the Colts. And Naheem Hines had two catches on, and or two receiving touchdowns. The running back, the, I guess the third running back. I don't even know. I don't even know who Jordan Wilkins is. They have so many running backs up there in, in Indianapolis. Um, but Naheem Hines had two two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor didn't really do anything. He had 11 carries for 22 yards. But the Lions, you know, Matt Stafford had himself a day too, 336 yards, three touchdowns. But it's just one of those times where you know, you're you're Matt Stafford and your team lets you down. I mean, I really don't know what I don't know how else to describe it. They were only down twenty to four, twenty to fourteen going into the fourth quarter, and then the Colts just took you know they they took off, scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone. So, um, I feel for them, feel for the Lions fans. The Lions are now three and four. They should you know I have a, I have a Lions fan who talks about uh, getting rid of Matt Patricia. They always play well in certain games. And then they play horrible in other games, but but just just well enough so that they can keep their coach when they when they really shouldn't. They should get rid of Matt Patricia. I I I've been saying that for a while. Um, it's just time to move on from him. He's had what three? This is his third year now, and they're still not really rele- relevant. So it's tough. But the Colts moved to five and two. Their wins are ugly, but you know as long as Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over, I think they have a chance in just about every game. And that's exactly what happened in this one. So, Colts five and two. Yeah, I got a few notes from this game actually. Uh, first thing that I noticed really was the Detroit Lions on both the offensive and defensive line. They just got completely dominated. Uh, the Colts ran whenever they wanted to. Philip Rivers had time in the pocket, picked them apart, and. Matt Stafford, like you said, the team just let him down. It was pretty much Matt Stafford versus the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Um, they had 29 rushing yards, and 10 of those were from Matt Stafford. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll even go deeper into that. A- Adrian Peterson, five carries for seven yards, and DeAndre Swift had six carries for one yard. Wow. So, yeah, DeAndre Swift was getting .2 yards a carry, which I don't even have to speak about how bad that is. And, yeah, the Lions, that's going to happen, I feel like. When they play teams that have good offensive and defensive lines like that, they're going to they're gonna get pushed around a little bit. They got yeah. to assure that up 
in the off season for sure. I mean, they just need to rebuild. The Lions do. I think. I think they should try and ship Matt Stafford and just rebuild because I mean Matt Stafford. And it, I know it's going to be hard too with his contract, um, and he wants to stay there. I'm sure, but they just they don't have, they don't have the right pieces around him. See, yeah, I'm fine with keeping Matt Stafford for right now, just because, like you said, the contract and everything, and the point where they're going to be picking at in the draft. Right now, they're sitting at three and four. Typical Lions, they'll probably be about six and ten in that area, five and eleven. Yeah. So you know they're not going to get around the top, top five pick, but man, maybe top ten. Yeah. So until they do find a great, like a good young franchise quarterback, I'm fine sticking with Stafford. And I do think they have some weapons. Uh, Kenny Galladay got hurt in this game pretty okay. early on. Yep. So tough for him. Yeah, it's been a rough season for him. Hopefully, he can get back. But I like DeAndre Swift, even though, like I said, he had six carries for one yard in this game. I, I like him moving forward. I I liked him coming out of the draft. Yeah. Uh, I think they have some weapons offensively. I think they just have to improve the the offensive and defensive line dramatically. Like free agency and draft, use a lot of capital on that, and then we'll see what happens from there. I do think Matt Patricia needs to go, like you said took over when they were nine and seven and hasn't even approached that record in any season yet. Yeah. So yeah. Lions are in in the Detroit Lions fashion. They're in a tough place, <laughs> but, yeah. but I did want to talk about the Colts a little bit. Um, like you said, they're five and two personally. I just, I don't know if it's my disdain for Philip Rivers or what, I got to give him his props. He played good in this one. He's had a pretty good season. You know, he's played pretty well in most of the games, I would say. So I think at this point, maybe I just need to start giving him a little bit more credit. But at, deep down, I just I just don't trust this football team. Yeah, I mean, I think, that, I think a lot of people feel like that for this team and then for their division counterparts who are, have a very similar record. Um, well, who we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess it is. It's probably Philip Rivers, or honestly, because if they had a solid quarterback, I think people would be, you know, a, a quarterback you could depend on consistently. I think people would be all over the Colts. Um, yeah, because they have good defense, good O line, yeah, good the, running the, backs. The receivers the weapons are decent. A little shaky. The receivers are decent. They're not the best. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton has, I don't know where T.Y. Hilton has gone. This year, he's just like he's not even there. He's barely getting any touches. Um, I know he's like the number eighty-nine or something receiver in fantasy football and half PPR. So he's like non-existent pretty much. Um, yeah, he's on the waiver wire in a lot of the leagues. I'm yeah, in. he's on my it's... team right now in in one of my leagues. I might I might considering might consider putting him there. Um, yeah, if you look at his career, he really has only played well ever when he had Andrew Luck. Yeah. And I know the quarterback now is better, so it was it's a little surprising, but it's better. Wait, I mean, it's better than the the Andrew Luck replacements. Okay, yeah, you know the Jacoby yeah. Brissett's and the right whoever else those the bums that were coming in when Andrew Luck would get hurt. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you, had to make not sure. better than Andrew. I was, Luck, had to make sure there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Hey, if Andrew Luck came back out of retirement right now, I think he'd yeah. have a job on Sunday. 
hundred <laughs> oh, percent. Philip Rivers be on the bench. But anyway, yeah, the Colts are five and two. They look good. Frank 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 Reich, head coach over there. He's he's looked solid since he took over. Um, who knows how how well they would how well they would have done last year if Andrew Luck actually, if if he didn't retire. Um, unexpectedly, so I think they would have been in the playoffs. They were pretty solid. Yeah, their defense was fantastic, and their run game was fantastic too. Yeah, I agree. Quentin Nelson, that, yeah. that guy can block. Yeah, the, the two guys I know from the Colts and I, I really like are Quentin Nelson and then Darius Leonard, the linebacker. Um, yeah, he's yeah. a good one too. He doesn't get enough talk about him. He doesn't. But enough on this game. Uh, going to, to one of the the. One of the biggest upsets of the day. Not the biggest, but one of the biggest upsets of the day or of the week, I should say. The Vikings went into Green Bay and did exactly what I said teams are going to do against the Packers when you're trying to beat them. And Dalvin Cook had himself one of the best fantasy football days in recent history. Uh, I believe he had 57 points, if not more than that. Um yeah, depending on your scoring, yeah, it was something like that. He, he had what? He had four touchdowns. Um, <laughs> over yeah, two. 163 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and then two catches for 63 receiving yards and another receiving touchdown. That's that's insane. Uh, and some of those were long. Tu- like the receiving yeah. touchdown was 50 yards. So, you know, yeah. some leagues get bonus for that as well. Right. So. Um, a video game numbers type of day for Dalvin Cook. And he scored every touchdown. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, actually, Devontae Adams scored all the touchdowns for the Packers, too. It was kind of them two going at it. Yeah. The now, now, like I said, I said it at the beginning of the year, and this is why I picked the Vikings to win the division if they actually showed up at the beginning of the season. Um, they run the ball a lot, and they have a great running back, and the Packers' run defense isn't very good. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. And I guess teams just couldn't figure out how to beat him on the run or beat him on the ground uh, until this game anyway. So regardless, we both picked the Packers at minus six and a half because the Vikings hadn't shown us anything other than that, other than to pick the Packers here, uh, especially in Green Bay. Um, but the Vikings, they surprised us. They won the game 28 to 22. And yeah, uh, this was one of the picks I made in my parlay. And this was, I think, the pick I was most confident about. And normally when you're most confident about a pick, you're probably going to get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's a fact. Yeah. When, um, anyway, so Vikings surprised everybody with this game. Yeah, definitely. This is, like you said, this is what we expected out of the Vikings. Uh, their recipe for success is going to be to run the ball, Dalvin, get Dalvin Cook the ball in the passing game. And then Kirk Cousins just do enough to not lose the game. You know, Kirk Cousins is not going to go out and win football games. He just he he can he can play well enough to win, but he's not going to be the driving force. So, with that being said, you know he only threw the ball 14 times in this game, and he didn't need to. Dalvin Cook was the whole offense. He he literally put the team on his back can't say enough about the performance he had uh my opinion definitely the mvp of the week oh yeah sure. no, no question yeah so yeah um, but on the other side of the ball i do want to talk about the packers a little bit they were missing aaron jones their star running back who's been having a great season up until this point 
So that was that was rough for them because I, they did rush for 109 yards as a team, but the way the game was going didn't seem like when they needed to be able to run the ball, they they really could. And then also just the receiving that Aaron Jones does out of the backfield. Well, actually, Jamal, Jamal Williams did catch six for 27. So, I mean, that's only 27 yards, though, so it's probably not great. I'm sure Aaron Jones probably would turn that up a little bit. But like I said, Devontae Adams was great. Seven for 53 and three touchdowns. Uh, he took away all those goal line touchdowns that Aaron Jones usually gets. So hopefully the Packers can get Aaron Jones back. I know they play tomorrow night. We're recording this on Wednesday night. They play the, the 49ers on Thursday night football. Maybe. So, yeah, yeah, with <laughs> the whole COVID situation, that might not be happening, which might work out in the Packers' favor because I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play again and the 49 I know we'll talk about this matchup tomorrow. So I won't really get into it, but you know, the 49ers can run the ball well. Aaron Jones might not play again, even though they got so many injuries that game might be a lot more interesting than we think. Yeah, I agree. Um along yeah. with the whole Packers season going forward, I think that the the Vikings really exposed them just like the 49ers did last year. Yeah, and the the Buccaneers exposed them as well 2 weeks ago or 3 weeks ago. Whenever that game was. Definitely. Yeah. So, so. we got – yeah. We'll take the wait-and-see approach. Uh, I still think the Packers are going to easily win the division. Though, oh, just yeah. Just because the Vikings started off too bad, and we we don't trust the Bears. Nobody. Nobody no, does. We're not going to beat around the bush here. And yeah. Talk, talk about Nick Foles or anything like that. Oh, why not? Come on. Let's talk bad about Nick Foles. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Nick. <laughs> We'll get to, uh, we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to him, him a little bit. Uh, next game we're gonna talk about is the Bill Belichick led Patriots going into Buffalo, and this game hurt. Um, not only because we didn't cover, that hurt. We both picked the Bills to cover at minus three and a half. But it hurt for me as a Cam Newton fan, and I think Chris can agree with this. Uh, seeing him. At the, in the last the last drive, they were driving down the field. They're down by three with less than a minute left. They're in field goal range. Cam is running with the ball. He gets tackled. Somebody puts their shoulder right on the ball. The ball pops out, fumbles the game, fumbles the ball. Bills get it. Game over. They had a chance to tie. They had a chance to take the lead. Cam Newton didn't, just didn't get the job done. I feel for him. Um, that was, I think, Buff, I think that was Sean McDermott's first time beating the Patriots as Buffalo Bills head coach and only like Bill Belichick's I think his like first time or like his fifth or sixth time losing to Buffalo since he took over in 20 years that, those are some tough stats when <laughs> when you play them twice a year for 20 years and you only that's only your fifth or sixth loss that's pretty insane so big brother, little brother situation. It really is. But it looks like the little brother has grown up a little bit. Oh, little brother has definitely grown up. Been in the weight room a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, the Patriots, man, I feel for Cam Newton. I mean, I think people are saying he's washed. I didn't want to agree with it. I'm starting to lean that direction that Cam Newton is on the severe decline right now yeah 
it's funny that you say that. I was going to bring up that and I was going to ask you how you feel about that, but guess you already said it. So now I got to give my feelings on the Cam Newton situation. I do still think that he has something in the tank. Yeah, something. I felt like he was playing well before he got diagnosed with COVID. So, like I said, I'm not a doctor or anything. I don't know how this thing works. But maybe it's just me, you know, the fan of in me hoping that, you know, there were some lingering effects or something. But it, it looks bad. It looks bad. He he is just not an accurate passer of the football. As much as it pains me to say, he's he's not yeah. completing anywhere near yeah. enough of his passes. He's not going down the field. He was well, 15 for 25 in this game for 174. Yeah, but I, you do got to look at their their receivers too. I mean, their best receiver was Jacoby Myers and then, and then Demir Bird. So – the same reasons why people said that the, the Patriots were bad last year was the lack of receivers. Um, now, they don't have Julian Edelman. I believe he's hurt, or I forget exactly why he Yeah, he got a, a knee surgery, so yeah. I, and I think they put him on the IR. Maybe right. he's going to be out a few weeks. Even though he was dropping balls like crazy. Um, yeah, they never actually said that he had, like, an injury, but obviously I assume that something was wrong if he got surgery, but – yeah. They never really talked about it. He just he so, looked bad. Yeah, they are they are struggling on offense because they can't run the ball with their running backs. Well, actually, that's no. I I could take that back. They can't. They don't have any receivers. Yeah, I was gonna say Damian Harris has been pretty Damian solid Harris is, in the last was, few yeah. weeks. Because he yeah he had sixteen carries, one hundred and two yards, and a touchdown. Um, I don't know why they don't just do that more. But uh, Cam Newton just man, he needs to play better. And the Patriots are now two and five. The Patriots are bad. Isn't that isn't that just isn't that great? I'm going. It's great to say it. I don't care. The Patriots are bad. Finally, they're bad. Thank See, you. Any other year that you say that, I would have been extremely. Happy. I don't care. It's the Patriots. I don't care. They got my boy Cam Newton now. It, Boston deserves a bad team. All right. They've had too much I can success. Agree with that. They've had too much success. Our generation. If you're if if they were born in our generation and they're from Boston, they don't know what it's like to have bad teams. Okay? Yeah, that's true. They so, got the Celtics, the the yeah. Red Sox do good every year. Yep. Uh, the even Bruins. the Boston Bruins, I don't even follow hockey. I know they're always in it. Yep. And, of course, the Patriots were, have always Patriots. been good since we were kids. So, yeah, they can you – know, they deserve to have a bad team. All right? Let but, yeah, one last thing, though, I did want to say, because you brought up the receiving options – but that was Cam Newton back in Carolina. I did at first liked his options there. He did have Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. But we saw how how that worked out after Calvin Benjamin <laughs> didn't want to be there anymore. The, the, what the Calvin Benjamin, the same guy who was a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. That's Cam Newton was making lines. him look look great. That's a great line. Along yeah. with other guys like Funches and Yeah, no, I mean I hear you. So But those guys are better than what they have now. Than what, maybe, than what maybe. the Patriots have now. No, they are. Maybe. Dev, I Dev, don't know because, I mean, these guys Dev, never did anything anywhere else. Devin Fush is, I mean, he's been hurt. But well, he opted out this year, yeah. Yeah, and he was hurt last year, and he's been in the league a while, so people know that he can play. It's just, Do they? I mean, they assume I don't know he if can, he can play. <laughs> they assume he can play. That's why he's getting signed, right? But 
Yeah, I guess the pack the Packers thought they shirt up their wide receiver core. That's why they didn't draft anybody, I guess. <laughs> Let's not talk about them. Or or trade for anybody at the trade deadline yesterday. By yeah, the way. That- yeah, we could we could have talked about Let, that wait, for them. Let's go. Let's rewind a second. Talking about the Packers, they had a chance to bring in Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller is constantly hurt, right? He he'll, he'll miss like what four or five, six games a year. Okay, that's whatever. He hasn't missed this year. He's been pretty solid. Right. He's a solid receiver who's on a He's contract here. He's on a contract here. Who will immediately help the Packers win? Immediately. Get on the other side of DeAndre Hopkins, or I mean uh, Devontae Adams. Free up Devontae Adams from space. Be that deep threat. Be another threat. And they're getting Lazard back. Who looked and they're getting Lazard back. From a fantasy football standpoint, no, you don't want it to happen. But from a regular football standpoint, there's no reason why you don't do it. I I, I was hearing that the, the price was a second-round pick for the Packers. That's what I heard, too. That's worth it. If you're gonna, if it's gonna help you win and make a Super Bowl run, it's worth it. You still have a first round pick. Go, get your guy. The fact and that they- I was gonna say, adding to that too, if if he leaves in free agency like we kind of expected he would, and go and sign the, a big enough contract, the compens the compensatory pick for yeah. leaving would have been a third round pick. Exactly. So you're just moving down around to to get a a playmaker. So I just, I'm with you on that. I don't get it. I, I don't get what the Packers GM is doing, not giving Aaron Rodgers. He's Rogers building a, for the future. <laughs> no, he isn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what he thinks he's doing. You know, he's picking Jordan Love in the first round. He's, he does, I, maybe, maybe he doesn't have as much faith in his own team as the fans or the, the commentators or, or as their or record, even us. As yeah, their they're five states. and two right? Exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, he's to me, he's showing that he doesn't think the Packers can win the Super Bowl even with Will Fuller. That's just dumb. Yeah. That, I mean, they can. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it's, it, to me, yeah, that was just a, a terrible move not to pull the trigger on that one. Yeah. And the Eagles, too. No, actually, no, no, the Eagles don't need him. Just kidding. They don't, they don't need another receiver who's always hurt. No, no, don't, don't do that. Don't <laughs> I was going to say, I know he, as soon as he get there, I don't, I don't want to talk bad about the man, but as soon as he get there, he'd probably pop a hammy. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, enough on that. Enough on the Patriots-Bills game. Uh, both didn't hit the cover on that. And then another game where we both got horribly wrong, which everybody got horribly wrong. Everyone. This This game was the game I was really confident about, too, in picking for my parlay. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, traveling to Cincinnati, were five-and-a-half-point favorites. And Cincinnati absolutely shocked everyone and won the game by double digits, 31-20. to 20. And it, was, fashion. it wasn't even that close. It really wasn't. Yeah, that score is misleading. I think it was thirty-one to to, to thirteen at one point. Um, I don't really have an answer as to why this happened because if you look at the stats, just the numbers, Derrick Henry eighteen carries, one hundred and twelve yards, win a touchdown. That's Derrick Henry, good, right? It's not great. It's just what we expect from him. Yeah, even the other running backs tripped in good too. Yeah, um, they had so- over two hundred rushing yards. 
Joe Burrow didn't have the best game, but he had a good game. 249 yards, two touchdowns, 26 of 37. Uh, but he didn't turn the ball over. Didn't turn the ball over. That was the key. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill had an interception. Um, Corey Davis had a big game out of nowhere. Again, he'll just have like two or three of those a year, and then that's it. And then we won't ever hear from him again. Actually, I was going to say, I don't know about that. He, If you look at his numbers this year, every game he's been very consistent this year. Ryan Tannehill's just been finding him. Hmm. Uh, he missed – I can't remember if it was two or three games – with COVID, but even right after he came back, just went right back to being solid. Uh, I'm starting him in fantasy this week. He's been wow. He's been looking great. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't even have drafted him at the beginning of the year, but I'm starting him now. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's uh, positive for them. I mean, other than other than Corey Davis, though, uh, nobody had more than 36 yards receiving. Um, AJ I- Brown's been a bit disappointing this year. Well, I mean, he was no. He's been a he's been a wide receiver one, fantasy wise. Let me see. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been up there. Um, well, th- all right. I'll just go through seven games. I got the stats here. He's 27 catches for 356 yards, five touchdowns. Though. That's the that's the reason. It's the touchdowns. Um, yeah, it's not a lot of yards. No, it's not. But anyway, I, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I was just, you know, seeing the score and just shocked at the score, um, thinking that the Titans would make one of their, you know, crazy comebacks, but it just never happened. So you give credit to the Bengals. Um, without Joe Mixon, they won the game. Uh, Alden Tate has looked really good. Tyler Boyd has looked really good. T. Higgins has looked really good. A.J. Green, bye. You're done. Okay. Go somewhere else or retire. Two catches for 19 yards. You, you. I just, I'm, I'm upset that I picked him in fantasy. I drafted him. I cut him. I think like two or three weeks ago. He's just, he's done. Um, T. Higgins is. He looks, looks like he's taken over as the number one there. Yes, he is. So, credit. Good job. I'll give credit to the work credits due, and that's to the Bengals. Uh, I was shocked. I didn't think that the team that made it to the AFC Championship last year would lose like this to this team um i thought their defense was good enough to hold uh joe burrow but i was wrong so credit to credit to them for sure yeah definitely um you know i don't want to stay on the Bengals too long because they're two five and one we don't expect them to play make the playoffs or anything like that but i did want to ask you what you think about this division now seems like it's going to be a two-team race between the titans and the colts five and two yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I believe I picked the Colts to win at the beginning of the season, um, if I'm not mistaken. And simply because I believe their defense is better. Um, and that, I mean, that was really the reason, because I think their offenses are very similar. But, uh, I, yeah, it, it'll be tough. I can't wait for them to actually play. I don't know if they've played yet. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I can't wait for them to play. I, they, they play, let's see, they play in a couple weeks, two weeks from now. On Thursday, it's a Thursday night game. Finally, a good Thursday night game coming up uh, in, in in two weeks. So, I'm excited Definitely for that be one. locked in for that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I really – I think this right now, if you had to ask me, I'd say it's 50-50. Uh, That's about where I'm at, too. I just – I don't know. I don't. So, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out for sure. Yeah, 
I'm right there with you. I'm, I I picked the Titans going yeah, into the season because and... you know even, neither of them have a, a you know they don't have a first place schedule. Neither team does because the Texans won the division last year, so their schedule isn't particularly hard. And then of course the other two teams in the division, the Jaguars and the Texans, aren't very good. So they're gonna get some more wins. They're gonna get a bunch more. Um, it's just whether you know who they're gonna lose to. Like the Titans, if they're in a close race like this, they can't lose the games like they just lost. They can't. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. So, but I do think they'll both make they'll the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll Go see. Out on limb. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't think that's going out on limb too much, especially with the three wild cards now. Yeah, and the fact that they are five and two—that's mm-hmm. good record. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Another really close race. But uh, moving on, the the game that I was excited about picking because I had I just had a feeling. You know, you get one of those feelings in your gut that you just no. Uh, the Raiders at Cleveland against the Browns. I picked the Raiders. The, the Browns were two and a half favorites at home. I picked the Raiders at plus two and a half. I don't know. I, I, if you had to ask me why, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt good about it. Um, the Raiders are a team that is on the up. I've been high on the Raiders. Chris has not. Uh, the Raiders are now four and three. The, the, the Browns fell to five and three. After didn't they start five and one or four and one? Um, the Browns. Uh, yeah, I think they were four and one. Then they played Pittsburgh, um, and then they, uh, yeah, now they lost to Las Vegas. So this game was just a slugfest. It was gross. It was just one of those gross games. Sixteen to six. No offense, pretty much. I mean, Derek. Carl, I mean, it was it was pouring down rain. So, yeah, and it was pretty windy. So. I kind of expected that the passing game would take a step back, and it, it did. Baker Mayfield yeah. for one twenty-two, and Derek Carr for only one eleven. So it was yeah. rough. It was all run game. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs had thirty carries. You don't really see that in the NFL anymore. He had thirty carries. Cream uh, Hunt only had fourteen. I guess that's just a matter of who got the ball, who had the ball more, and that was the Raiders. So yeah, more three and outs for the Browns. Yeah, the uh, time of possession was the, – the Raiders had 37 minutes of possession. The Browns had 22. So, in a, in a close game like that, that, that that's going to matter. That definitely matters. Uh, and the Browns definitely. had one one turnover compared to the Raiders, none. So, you know, games like this, they're going to just – it was just one of those gross, ugly games. First game without Odell Beckham as well. Yeah. Something we got to monitor for the Browns. Yeah. So everybody telling me that Nelson Aguilar is having a huge year. No, I don't want to hear it. All right. He, had, he didn't have a catch. Okay. Leave me alone. All right. Glad my claim didn't go through for him in fantasy <laughs> this week. Well, I mean, it, like somebody said, else's it, problem. It was pouring down rain, like you said. So, I mean, that obviously has, a, has an effect on it. But, yeah. Leave me alone with Nelson Aguilar, okay? For sure, yeah. Because I mean, Rugs <laughs> Rugs was two for eight. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, yeah, moving on from this game, yeah, we could throw that game about, away pretty much. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, Everybody needs to get a dome. I don't. Nah. No. What? That's a complete, complete different topic. No, we no. You need to for fantasy. Like, for you, fantasy, I don't want. I don't want my players. Come playoff time, because that's when the weather gets bad, especially for fantasy playoffs. Be week 14, 15. I got my guy, star receiver, who's been just going going ham all season. To and be then, hindered by a snow. 
by us. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, maybe not, not the snow. I love the snow, but the rain and the wind. Like, at least have the option. You can close the the I roof mean, or something. You know? No, no, because football weather, man. There's a whole term, football I, weather. That's I know. That's why I had to specify that. It's just because I play fantasy. <laughs> I don't oh. want to lose because of these things. <laughs> well, that's too bad. All right, <laughs> but I did. I did take everybody out from that game. So you you need <laughs> to have you need to have a little bit of luck and and fortune with fantasy football. And if one of your players gets messed up because of one of those games, that's just a little misfortune. So that's just you know that's what happens. Just get a dome. No, <laughs> no. Detroit uh, Lions. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. These teams could be using the home field advantage like the Packers do, but they choose not to. So, what the cold? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the cold weather teams, like when the well, dogs I mean, come there and play, they got an advantage. Minnesota gets so cold though, like even colder than Green Bay does. Like I believe on the Super Bowl Sunday, like they'll say that they are never having another Super Bowl up in Minnesota because of how bad it was. That's how cold it was. The Super Bowl wasn't even inside, wasn't even outside, but nobody wanted to go anywhere because of how cold it was up there. <laughs> I mean, and then you got wide receivers wearing no sleeves. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it. But anyway, moving on from from talking about domes and the Browns, uh, the Jets played the Chiefs. Chiefs were 19 and a half point favorites. We don't have to talk about this game other than just to say the Chiefs covered, and that's it. <laughs> Five touchdowns for Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, four four hundred yards. <laughs> the Jets are bad. The Chiefs are very good, and the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence. Point blank. Period. Yep. Yeah, we can move on from this game. I just want to make one quick point about the Jets. Uh, I think I figured out what they're doing finally. It took me a little little while to catch on. Oh, they, they don't want to fire Adam Gase yet. Because they know he gives them no chance of winning football games, and they they want Trevor Lawrence. So, so. All right. so if it doesn't happen during the bye week, it's probably he's probably going to stay the whole time. Oh, I'll call it right now. Adam Gase will make it the rest of the season. Wow! Unless think... they have already clinched the number one pick, then he will be fired. <laughs> I guarantee I'm, it. I'm going to say, if, I'm going to say he gets fired at the bye week. That's not, that's my guess. But if he doesn't, he's gonna he's gonna make it. Through the whole year. Hey, hey, I thought he should have got fired before he even got hired. He should have got fired so. last year. Yeah, he shouldn't have been hired. Yeah, 100%. Called him back. Oh, we made the wrong decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to the, probably the best game of the week, the best matchup of the week. Why this wasn't a primetime game, I don't know. Uh, this was a 1 o'clock game, I believe, for some reason. Um, or was it a 4? I don't remember now. But, uh, I think it was 1 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why this was a 1 o'clock game. But the, the Steelers went to Baltimore, play the Ravens, you know, one of the best rivalries in, in football uh, over really since I can, for as long as I can remember, um, going back to the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, Heinz Ward days. Um, and then Joe the, Flacco. Now, yeah, Joe Flacco after that. So, yeah, uh, the Steelers were, or the Ravens were three and a half point favorites on the road. Or I mean, at home, which was a pretty, a pretty surprising line, considering how uh, poorly they've looked at times, and how really, really, and how great the Steelers have looked. And we both picked the Steelers to cover at plus three and a half. I mean, they covered and they easily covered. They won the game by four. So uh, it was just one of those times where the Ravens, and you know, the Ravens lost their best tackle, uh, 
Ronnie Staley, he's out for the year. That's going to be huge for them. Right after he signed a, the extension to make him the highest paid. Two days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's tough. I mean, it's great for him, but it's tough for the organization. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously not great for him to be hurt, but, it, you know, it's a good thing he signed before he got hurt. That's what I'm saying. Okay, uh, yeah, he's, he's a lucky man. Yeah, for sure. Well, now, like like you said, not with the injury, but right, yeah, but just, just with the, the, time, the the timing of it all, it was it was very right. Close. He could if he, if this injury happens last week, you know, we're not he's not the highest paid yeah in the NFL so for sure. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the the Steelers, we both said that they are a better team than the Ravens. They they don't have as many holes as the Ravens do, and it showed in this game. It did. Uh, but Lamar Jackson does not look good. This year, as a passer, he doesn't. Um, I believe he's like the 19th rated quarterback as, as far as passer rating for throughout the whole season. Um, they need to yeah, he's been out. he's been bad. They need to figure it out, or the Ravens aren't going to be good. Or I mean, they're going to be good, obviously, because their defense is good, but they aren't going to be what we all thought they were. And the Steelers are now seven and zero. And they might be the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I don't know if the Steelers are the best team, but in my opinion, right now they're the most complete team. I still think Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team I in the league. That Steelers defense is something serious. But that—that's what I was going to bring up. Steelers defense is better for sure. They have a competent quarterback in Big Ben. Definitely better than competent. You know, he's he's pretty good. He's still at his age. I'd say he's numbers. still, you know, but just I would say he's better than pretty good. I'd say he's still great. He still has some great moments. Uh, I don't know if I would go. I'm not going to call him elite. You know, there's like different tiers. There's like horrible, then then bad, then okay, then good, then really good, then you know, great, and then elite, right? And then Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you know he's up there. Yeah. No, nah, he's some. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's, he's definitely a very good quarterback. I'll go with that. Uh, there, James Conner, a little shaky to me, even though he's having a pretty good year, just being on a good team. But I, like I said, I right now I think they got the most complete roster, top to bottom, uh, just considering offense and defense. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, I just expect Patrick Mahomes to be able to put up enough points and pull it out. His defense will do just enough because um, their defense is good. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is is Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, no, I mean, it's hard. I just expect him to win. It's hard to disagree, but I don't know. It'll be fun to see what happens with the playoffs and the seedings. But Lamar Jackson, I'm worried about the Ravens' offense. I am. Yeah, I'm definitely concerned about Lamar. Just passing the football, yeah. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. I thought last year he had taken a significant step forward in, like, just passing the ball. I always knew he could run the football, and he still can do that. He still has 65 on the ground. Team ran for 265. J.K. Dobbins was great. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, if he if he can't be more accurate throwing the ball and not just throwing to Mark Andrews, because 
I know I always say that black uh, <laughs> that bad quarterbacks that you know they can't throw the ball that well. They always find the tight end just because they're big. So I feel like in a lot of ways that's what Mark that's what Mark Andrews is for Lamar Jackson. He's a good tight end. Yeah. But they don't really have the receiving weapons. So I will say that. I mean but Lamar still gotta do better getting them the ball. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, I think he's there. He he's not getting the ball enough. And he's yeah, out there. He only had two targets, one catch for a three yeah. yard touchdown. It was Yeah. He actually tweeted after the game too. He, did, he ended he up deleting it. Yeah, it's not it's not a good look. Yeah, it was bad week for the Ravens. Yeah. I at this point I I don't expect them to beat the elite teams in the league, but I do expect them to just continue to roll over all of the rest of the teams. So they'll have a chance if hopefully they can get it together for their sake before yeah. the playoffs do you, start. Do you think they play the Colts this week? Can they get the Colts? That's going to be a good game. It is. We'll talk about that. We'll, I was going to say stay tuned for we'll our talk about that one. For our week nine picks. Yeah. Don't uh, want to give anything away too early. <laughs> <do you? laughs> yeah. Moving on, the uh, the Rams went to Miami to play the Dolphins. And with this game was one of the weirdest games, um, really. Just the way it developed, the stories of the storylines of the game, how the game – flowed and evolved was just weird right if you go to the stats i'm not even gonna talk about the score right now if you go to the stats the total yards the rams 471 the dolphins 145 the time of possession the rams 36 the, the dolphins 23 um the total plays 92 to 48 Third down efficiency, 7 of 17 for the Rams, 3 of 12 for the Dolphins. If you were to just look at that and tell me the Dolphins win the game, I'm hitting you in the face. But that's what happens when Jared Goff has four turnovers. And the Dolphins get, what, two defensive touchdowns? One defensive touchdown and almost two two defensive touchdowns. And a punt return touchdown. And a punt return touchdown. So... Yeah, I mean, Tua, my bold prediction of last week was Tua gets 300-plus yards and two touchdowns. Well, I was wrong, all right? I wasn't even close to that. Uh, he didn't even break 100. He didn't even break 100. 12 for 22, 93 yards and a touchdown. The Dolphins' offense did not look good at all. But they didn't need to be good because of the way the Dolphins' defense played. Jared Goff looked horrible. Yes, or last week. He looked awful. And I'm not going to say he's the sole reason why they lost, but I'm also going to say he's the sole reason why they lost. I just, Jared Goff isn't the guy. He's not. I mean, he threw for 355 yards and a touchdown. 61 pass attempts, though. 61 pass attempts, yeah. they can't. You can't win like that, ever. Yeah, for that reason, too, I do want to bring some attention to Sean McVay here. Jared Goff was awful. I agree. Mm-hmm. But the majority of these plays that went bad, him fumbling, him throwing interceptions, is because McVay continued to drop him back and continued to throw when the game was not yet out of reach. Um, in the first – I mean, I, I at halftime it was 28 to, to 10 – but that's because of all of the Jerry Goff turnovers. The team was running well. 
on the game, it was 12, uh, 29 rushes as a team for 131 yards, 4.5 a carry. Uh, they were running. Daryl Henderson was looking all right before he got a little banged up. Even Malcolm Brown. Yeah. And then even, even the rookie Cam Akers came in and was running. But McVay continued to drop Jerry Goff back. And every time he did, it just seemed like bad things happened. And yeah. So it was I, bad. I, to me, some of that has to go on McVay. Oh, 100% it does. 100%. But yeah. Um, I did want to talk about one crazy stat from this game, though. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver yeah. for, the, for the Rams, had 20 targets in this game. Wow. And. Yeah, it, Eleven catches for hundred and ten yards. Twenty. He had wow. He had a third of the targets. Yeah, that's crazy. I just that, those are like to me. Brandon Marsh. Uh, Brandon yeah. Marsh was the only person I remember getting that many targets. Yeah, he broke the record right with twenty three catches in a game or something like that. Twenty something. Something like that. I, yeah, I think that was on either Sunday night or Monday night football. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the Rams and their run game goes, run the ball, man. Like. They had 131 yards on the ground. Um, they were averaging, you know, just about four or five yards to carry. So just run the ball. I just I don't get it. I I don't. But hey. Yeah, definitely. The and Dolphins, they're in such a tough division. They can't give yeah. away games like this. Yeah, the Dolphins are now four and three. Uh, and my prediction of of their final season record is getting is looking better and better. Um, no doubt. They, you know, if if Tua plays well plays better and this defense can play like this they might have a shot at a wild card spot with now that there's seven of them they might i don't know if they actually do realistically but they might as far as the rams go they should make the playoffs they should yeah Yeah. for the dolphins this defense is for real i want Every, yeah, everyone know that right now. This defense yeah. can play. They they got some guys. The secondary they shorted up this year, bringing in uh, the corner. I can't remember his name right now. By- Byron Jones. There Byron Jones. Yeah. They already had Xavier Howard out there. Mm-hmm. Eric Rowe. They got guys in the secondary. They got Kyle Van Noy came over from the Patriots a couple years back. Who? Brian Flores was the coach of. Yep. Uh, the defensive coordinator of who played against this team in the Super Bowl two years ago and shut down. So he probably took that game plan and just copied and pasted it into this into that week's game plan and it worked. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and just moving forward, the Dolphins have done this to a couple teams now. They did this to the 49ers, who are a pretty solid team themselves. I know they were a little banged up that game. But yeah, hey, the Dolphins have looked very good these last few weeks, and like you said, they're going they're going to be competing for a playoff spot moving forward. They're the only competition as well to the Bills in the AFC East right now. Yeah, uh, without the Dolphins playing well, we could we could already wrap this thing up and gift the Bills the AFC East. But the oh, Dolphins well. are really making no. I did that at the beginning of the year. Thing. Well, uh, you already gave it to them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's over. I mean, yeah. I know I know they're only I know they're only two wins behind them, but it should be over if yeah. the Bills do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, but just history history tells us maybe we should just hold our wait, wait a little bit on the Bills. Yeah. yeah, 
I hear you. But, yeah, I do think the Dolphins are a scary team. Definitely don't want to play them. Brian Flores is is a good football coach. I'm ready to say that now. Oh, yeah. Based on what I've seen in these first two years, he's been there. Well, a year and a half. So, big things happen for the Dolphins. You know, any Dolphins fans listening, I'm happy for you guys. You guys deserve it. It's been a rough ride. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on, the Chargers played the Broncos uh, in Denver. It's a crazy wild game. Um, one of the wild, wilder finish, finishes of the of the season so far. The Chargers were killing the Broncos, and I'm going to say that again. They were killing them. It was 24 to 10 going into the the uh, fourth quarter, and I think before that it was even worse. I think it was 24 to 7. Um, no, I forget what the score was going in. I think it was 24 to 3. Might have been. At one remember. point, I think it was 24 to 3 at one point. Uh, and then they choked. And Chargers fashion, they choked. The, the Chargers and the Bear and the Falcons just can't seem to win close games and they mess up. I don't understand it. Um, now, this time, it might have been because they have a rookie quarterback, honestly, as well as Justin Herbert has played. He threw two interceptions that were brutal. They were costly, yeah. Brutal. Um, and the Broncos ended up scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter. They won 31 to 30 in like the last minute. And Drew Locke was dancing on him. <laughs> he he looked very comfortable. He did to be leading a game-winning drive. He did. I, I was I, impressed by that actually. If he can look like that, if he can play like that, the Broncos might be able to turn their season around. Um, possibly i the chargers i i'm pretty sure they set a new nfl record the first oh team no. to give up uh oh no i think it's i can't remember if it was three or four uh don't 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 kill me guys it was at least three games in a row where they've given up at least a 16 point lead mm. so yeah That's as tough. well as justin herbert's playing he's yeah i don't know they gotta close these games out they do i mean fantasy wise he's great for me um, I picked up Mike Williams fantasy for fantasy too. He's been fantastic. That's a nice little combo there. And it is. Uh, so you know the, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't want to repeat the same things over and over again. But Justin Herbert, he's looked great. Just that those interceptions were were really bad. Um, and Drew Locke might be able to help the the Broncos turn the season around if he can play like that. Yeah, definitely. Last thing I wanted to point out from this game before we move on, though, uh, Troy, Troy Main Pope, I guess that's his name. I thought it was Tremaine, but it looks like it's spelled Troy Main. So we're going with that for now until somebody corrects me. Uh, he was getting a lot of work out of the backfield for the Chargers. Yeah, he was. Kind of reminded me of a young Sproles or something. He's a little man. But, yeah, 10 carries for 67 yards. And then he contributed five catches for 28. I was thinking, you know, I don't see anybody really going for him in fantasy in any of the leagues I'm in, but. Well, it's probably I, because. If I got a spot. I might I might go ahead and take a waiver on that. Probably because Justin Jackson is the number one guy as long as Eckler's hurt. And I think Eckler's coming back soon. Isn't he? I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, the latest. I actually have Eckler on my teams waiting in the IR spot. The latest I've seen is he's probably still going to miss at least a couple more weeks. Yeah, but still, it's soon. He'll be back. So, 
Yeah, but I think for now this guy Pope is taking Josh could, Kelly's spot. I think I think probably. Josh Kelly's done. Well, he's a rookie, so he's not done. But like I, I think they just lost his. He ball. lost his. Yeah, he lost his snaps, for sure. Um. Yeah, but Chargers, man, they like to just close the games out. Yeah, they're a fun team. What do you think about um, you know, Anthony Lynn just as a coach? Because you know you keep blowing leads like this. Yeah, I mean, kind of rough. It's hard to say because last year, I mean, his first year they went what twelve and four, and they made it to the or or something like that, or eleven and five. They made it to the AFC. I think the the championship. No, the they made it to the second round because they beat Lamar Jackson. I know that. Right, right, right. Um, and then last year they were just bad. They were had injuries. Philip Rivers was horrible. They lost so many games like this again. They were bad. Then they drafted Justin Herbert, and it looked really good again. I mean, they have, they have so much talent all over the all over the roster. Um, so yeah, I mean, he does. They do really need to start closing these games out because they look they look like they're coached well. They just can't close the games out, and that comes down to coaching. It really does. It comes down to the mindset. It comes down to the coaching. Um, so, with all that said, I think if I think he's not going to get fired at the end of the season. I don't think. You know, Justin Herbert's a rookie. They're learning, you know, all that stuff. And he's looked good. And you got to give credit for that. But if they keep blowing leads like this, and then this goes into next year, he needs to go. But as of now, he's going to keep his job. I think they're going to win. If I had to guess right now, they're going to win a total of six, seven games. Just if, 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 if they can fix this, they're going to win like six or seven games. Just based on Justin Herbert, because that guy is unbelievable. Yeah, I literally agree with everything you just said there. I don't, I don't think I need to add any more, like, to a T. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, I'm going to add this. I'm going to say they're going to win, like, six games. And then you literally went right to that. It was – I was like, okay. Hey. You got it. Great great minds. Great minds. That's what they uh, say, right? <laughs> Moving on uh, from this game, the uh, – God, just a horrible game. The Saints – Went to Chicago to play the Bears. No, it wasn't I, horrible. It wasn't I was horrible. very entertained by this it game. Wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. I'll, say, I'll take that back. It was on the edge it was, of my seat. It was – Troy Aikman was saying that the Bears' offense was hard to watch. That's why I say it was horrible. Um, Matt Nagy for you. Matt Nagy for you, for real. I mean, Nick Foles hasn't looked very good at times, too. Um, but – uh, yeah, I think it's mostly on coaching as well. The yeah, the play calling for me is just, like yeah. It's, sometimes it's, I'm just sitting there watching the game, like what what is he thinking? Like exactly. they run draw plays on like third and nine, like frequently. Hey, hold on, it worked. Doug Don't Pe- get me wrong. Yeah, and Doug Peterson does the same thing. It worked like one time in this game, I think. But like I seen him do yeah. it a couple times, and I've you seen can't him do, do it too much. Well, I've seen him do yeah, it many yeah. times this season. I'm you like, can't do it that often. Like yeah. But I, I don't understand. The the Saints were minus four. We're, we're covered or were favorites by four. Uh, we both picked the Saints. We, we, we've been forgetting to, to, to say who we've picked in these games. We've been wrong in just about all, almost all the games. All right. And just we've only been right in a few games so far. Um, yeah. it's just, it was a bad week. Uh, but we were wrong about this one, too. Um, Trubisky came in for one play, I believe, and then he got hurt. Something like that. Yeah, he came in for one play. I guess they tried to do like a little change of pace action where he was going to 
run a little read option type of thing. Kind of like a Jalen Hurts situation with the Eagles. Yeah, and in this one play, he managed to hurt his shoulder, and reports yeah. are he's going to miss at least quote at least a few weeks, whatever yeah. that means. So. Well, I mean, it didn't matter too much anyway, unless Nick Foles got hurt uh, because he wasn't coming in at all. I mean, right I'm when. Just, I just yeah, thought I it was funny. I, it, <laughs> he came in for yeah, one play and literally just yeah. got hurt. Like, just just give it up, man. Just, you know, try and get a paycheck somewhere as a backup once your co- rookie contract expires. Because he's yeah. a backup quarterback, I think, but nothing more than that. Yeah, the Cowboys would love to have him right now. Man, that's very true. They could have traded him for him, you know, but probably shouldn't because their defense is bad. We'll talk about them later. Um Anyway, yeah, this game, this the Saints Bears game, had one of the craziest. The, the 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 thing I saw on Twitter from this game was not the result of the game itself or the fact that Nick Foles let a comeback for them to get to this point. It was the crazy fight between this dude named Javon Wims, almost forgot about that, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and it was funny because I had no idea. Nobody had no idea why. It, it had happened, right? So then I saw this video earlier of this guy uh, funnily, funnily, uh, comedically um, describing why it had happened. And it was because, in his speculation, uh, that <laughs> Chauncey Gardner Johnson was, they were, you know, they were talking smack, whatever. He took his mouthpiece off so you know how some of the players mouthpieces they they wrap it around one of their their face mask and it like just dangles right and then they'll just put it in their mouth chauncey gardner johnson ripped it off of his face mask and just threw it on the ground and javon wims never picked it up he never he just left it there um (laughs) it's dangerous man playing without the mouthpiece yeah uh so then after that play, you know, Javon, Win- Javon Wims comes out. He doesn't come in again for like a whole quarter or something. He doesn't come in for a long time. It was and that then, long apart. And then the, ne- the first play he's back on the field, after the play, he goes up to him, rips his mouthpiece off, and then punches him in the face. I thought it was like the next play. Oh, it gosh. wasn't. I know. I know. That, that makes it even more just it's ridiculously like, stupid. Like, they should like- cut him now. Like you had all that time to cool down on the sideline, like get your head about you, like oh man, stupid. This gets better and better. Stupid. Like he he they should cut him like right when they real like no, you can't have that. But have you ever seen that though? Someone just like walk up and just like punch someone in the face like that has a helmet on. Like like Chauncey Gardner Johnson was nowhere near him on the play, and he just goes up to him, rips his, (laughs) rips his mouthpiece off. And then just hits him in the hits him in the helmet, and then does it again. Like, what are you doing? It's a helmet. <laughs> yeah, it was funny too, cause cause Gardner Johnson just stood there. He's just like, just wait, like looked at him like, like what? What? <laughs> and then Wims at the end of it all, after Janoris Jenkins starts giving him the business a little bit, this guy Wims gets up and starts clapping He's like, like he did flexing. something good. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, I was he to go. He needs to get cut. Like that's ridiculous. I I laughed so hard at that. I yeah. know I probably shouldn't be laughing at guys no, fighting, I mean, but it was it was it hilarious. was funny. It was funny. It really was. It was funny. It was. 
especially knowing why it happened too, it just made it even funnier. But yeah, yeah. dude, that's it's <laughs> wild. But going back to the actual game, there was a football game that was played. It wasn't just a fight. Um, the Saints they had a lead. They let the they let the Bears back in it. I mean, they, you can say that, or you can say that the Bears fought their way back. Nick Foles looked, you know, inconsistent at times, as, as you know, as Nick Foles has his entire career. Uh, and this was a really good game to watch. I mean, it was ugly at times, but like you said, it was it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I thought this was like uh, your typical back and forth style game. The Bears actually went up thirteen to three in the second quarter, and from there until about midway through the fourth quarter, the Saints put up 20 unanswered points on them to go up 23 to 10. I mean, 23 to 13. I'm sorry. But then the bears, like you said, they stormed back at the end. It was crazy. I started getting some, some Nick Foles vibes that he's just clutch sometimes. And you, you know, you never know when it's going to be usually against good teams. I was thinking, you know, I was ready. Come on, talk about Nick Foles, but then they didn't get it, get it done in overtime. Both teams had possessions in overtime. Yeah. It was it was pretty sloppy, I would say. Um, I thought Matt Nagy's play calling on the third down play. I, I can't specifically remember what happened, but I just remember uh, screaming at the TV and my wife looking at me like I'm crazy because I was yelling at Matt Nagy. So he's – I don't like that guy. <laughs> I just don't think he's a good football coach. They could have won this game for sure. They were dry – they were – they weren't driving, but they, they had gotten a first down or two, I think, and they were approaching midfield. Yeah. And Matt all they needed was a field goal. Matt Nagy needs to stop with his crazy play calls. It's it's just, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but Alvin Kamara is, is spectacular. Yes. Um, they need to get Michael Thomas back, but until they do, he's is the whole pass game and the run game. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Enough on this game, though. I mean, the Saints, they, they did what they had to do. They got the dub. The Bears yeah. are frauds. And we expected that. It's just they just didn't cover. So They didn't get the – yeah, they went by four. Um, Rats. Moving on, the 49ers went to Seattle. Um, Nick Mullins came in again. Jimmy G is out for the season. It's tough for the 49ers. Um yeah, they can't catch a break this year. No, they um, can't. Lost Nick Bosa, lost a quarterback. George Kittle's hurt six to eight weeks, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Kittle's probably – unless they are going to the playoffs or something, Kittle's probably going to be done. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the Seahawks were, were favored by three. We both picked them to, to cover that, and they did. They won by ten. DK Metcalf is ridiculous. I'm, You know, every single, every single week it's like he does something else. That just makes us go just in, you know crazy for him, um, over him, whatever, however you want to call it. Uh, Twelve catches, one hundred and sixty-one yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's just. Yeah. What more? Can I you said. Say, right? I said earlier that he's at the end of next season. He's going to be the best in the league. I might change that to earlier than the end of next season. I'm not going to say this year. I'm not going to say that yet. I'll say like in the middle of next season, if he continues on this tear, I might say in the middle of next year that he's the best receiver in the league. 
Because I was going to ask you playing like it right now. He really is. Yeah, I was going to ask you that question kind of in a little bit different way. I was going to say right now, if you could pick one receiver to start your team, you know, you got to factor in age, uh, productivity, potential. Would you pick anybody over DK Metcalf right now? Because I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that I would take over him right now just for the, just for, because of age as well as the way he's playing. Yeah, no, I mean, no. You know, he's very Calvin Johnson-esque. Um, maybe even faster than Calvin Johnson was. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I hate to I hate to compare him to a goat like that. Um, who Calvin Johnson would have been an easy Hall of Famer if he isn't already, if he had a longer career. I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Some of the stuff I he think did so. Was, I think so too. I think just, so too. It's just too but, incredible not to be. A lot of people don't think so, but I think he should. Um. Those people are who we call haters. Yeah. So I hate to I hate to compare him to to one of those guys, but you know, with what the way he's playing, he it's looking like it. So he's uh, got a good quarterback too, so that really helps. He's got a great quarterback. Who, by the way, I didn't realize I didn't know this. Um, so we all know um LeBron James spends over a million dollars on his body with his trainers and his chefs and whatnot. Well, Russell Wilson does the same. And he's only missed I think two snaps, two snaps in his career. Not not two games, not two play. You know, two plays, two snaps. There's a reason for it. You take care of your body. That's what's going to happen. I think more people are going to start to realize that. I mean, more players are going to start to realize that's what you need to do if you want to stay healthy. You gotta you gotta invest. And yeah, do. I was just gonna say you gotta invest in yourself. Right. If you want to get money, yeah, you gotta spend money to make money. Right. And invest in yourself. Pay the people who you need to pay. And your body will be will will be good. Um, Russell exactly. Wilson. You could just tell he loves it, man. He loves playing football. Oh my gosh, yeah. Russell Wilson is great. Um, the the Seahawks are great. They're the best team in the NFC right now. They have the number one seed, and it'll be hard pressed for me to to pick another team to to win the uh win the conference other than the team led by the goat, the actual goat, and Tom Brady. Other than them, I don't know who can beat the, the Seahawks right now. I don't. So, or even you know, in a few in at the end of the season, I don't know who will be able to beat them. Because the yeah, defense I'm isn't even playing there. well, and they're six and one. Once the defense starts to figure their stuff out, and they get Jamal Adams back, this team is going to be really, really, really hard to beat. Yeah, and they also didn't have Chris Carson this week, or even Carlos Hyde. Uh, they were down to their rookie fourth round pick, DJ Dallas, out of the backfield. He wasn't. Great for efficiency, but he did get a couple touchdowns in there. So, yeah, these guys are just a well-oiled machine right now. Yeah, you know they're just the best team in the in the, in the conference. Um, yeah, for sure. And if if Jimmy G didn't go down the injury, I would say that all three teams in the NFC West have had a shot to make the the playoffs. Um, you mean all four teams? That's what I mean. All four teams. Yeah, and now it's just not looking like it. Yeah, he wasn't playing that great either. So I would, I it still definitely would have had a chance, but I don't know if I would have yeah. picked them to go. It's, you know, when you lose in the Super Bowl every year, it always seems to be different issues, but it just seems super hard to come back from, yeah. from that L. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
even the even the conference championship, if you lose that, like we see the Vikings now, they lost the conference championship in seventeen, and they haven't been the same. Or the Jaguars, you know. So it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's just I think that disappointment, and then playing so many, playing the extra games, I think it just yeah. just wears on you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Sunday night game, which was gross uh, for me especially. I loved it personally. This. So the Cowboys went to Philly to play the Eagles. One of the best rivalries in the league. I think it is the best rivalry in the league. I'm biased there. I know. Whatever. Uh, the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites. They covered. I was happy they covered. But the way they covered was disgusting. Um, they won 23 to nine. I believe the final score was Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Listen. If he has another game like that, I'm taking a foot off the bus, all right? I'm taking a foot off the bandwagon, I promise, okay? If he has another game like this, I'm taking a foot off because he turned the ball over four times against the worst defense in the league. By far, they're the worst defense in the league. And the offense couldn't do anything. Every other team except one scored over 20 points against this defense before halftime. This team had seven points at halftime, and they were losing, all right? Danucci. <laughs> it was not because of Ben Danucci. Okay, it was <laughs> it was because of Carson Wentz. Period. Uh, Carson had from Danucci. Carson had 123 yards on the game. Two interceptions, two fumbles lost. Like, dude, get rid of the ball. Stop forcing. Stop playing hero ball. Every, I'm going to keep saying it every single week, man. Every week. Hopefully, the bye week he can get away from the football. Go hunt in North Dakota like he always does during his bye week. Go just He needs to go find himself. <laughs> go do something else. Get away. Just take a break. Stop thinking too much. You know, your weapons are back. Relax. All right. Just play the game. Cause your schedule after this week gets brutal. Okay? It's your bye week. Go. Relax. We need you. All right. Uh the defense on the other hand, I mean Sure, I'm happy with it, I guess. I mean, they did what they had to do against the third-string, seventh-round pick rookie quarterback. So, didn't have to do much. Exactly. Uh, stop, stop the run game, and that's really it. Fletcher Cox had a, had a great night. Army, army crawling all finally, over. Finally, finally. That's the game I've been waiting for for Fletch, man. I've been waiting for it. And he's, you know, I think he's back back from what he, what he used to be. Um, I, I don't want to harp on this game too much because it was an ugly game, but Travis Fulgham is, he has the, he has the most fantasy points since week four as a receiver. He has the most um, out of everybody. Yes. I'm pretty sure if not the most, he's up there. I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's the most though. Yeah. That um, was what I was going to point out is that he, he actually looks like a really solid receiver. Jalen Rager got his first touchdown. He came back. Only had three catches for 16 yards, but he had a touchdown. And he had a two-point conversion, too. Um, but the fact that the, the, the Cowboys actually had a chance to win the game, they were, out, they were down 15-9 to nine, uh, in the fourth quarter. And they had a chance to actually win if they, went, if they drove down the field. Now, the defense made a good play. They had an they had a all-out blitz, fumble, fumble, recovery, touchdown. Should have been down. Should have been down, whatever. I, th hey, I, I thought the Cowboys listen, got fleeced listen, on that, listen, personally. Listen, you know, listen. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Anymore. I hear you. I hear you. I thought but they got fleeced on that. You know what everybody was saying? So I, you probably don't remember this, but we all remember this very vividly. A couple years ago, 
Okay, it was 2018. On it was you know Eagles Cowboys. The the race was really close. Carson Wentz was was this was before Carson Wentz got hurt. Um, there was a fumble on the kickoff, very first play of the game. And Dallas, we kicked it off to Dallas. Dallas fumbled on the kickoff. The refs said that there was no clear recovery of the football, so it went back to Dallas when there were clearly four Eagles players around the ball. They came out of the pile with the ball. Okay? So I don't want to hear anything about it. That was revenge for that. Okay? <laughs> All right? That's it. I, sh- I feel it. I just – I don't know, man. They weren't gonna win anyways. No, they weren't. Why, why, why they got piling on my they, man? They had Danucci. to give the they had to give the Eagles defense a touchdown. Okay, piling on my man Danucci. But anyway, uh, yeah, Cowboys they're gonna be two and fourteen. I don't I don't think they're gonna win another game this year. Period. I don't, I mean, just, you want my biggest takeaway from this game? What's up? I feel great about my Washington football team hey, chances sh- of winning you, this division. You, honestly, you should. We're only a game behind the I know. Eagles right now. I know. This week, we got the Giants. I know we lost them a few weeks ago, but we went for two to try to win the game at the end. I think this week we will come out even better. Uh, we would have we been fine if, if – if, um, not Daniel Jones. Kyle Allen didn't fumble the ball for a touchdown and make us have to go down and try to win the game. We would have been fine anyways. So, yeah. you know, I think that's going to be a dub. And, 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 and you guys are on the bye. And so, Washington does not have a schedule anywhere near what the Eagles' schedule is. Oh, no. We got, like, Detroit, yeah. Cincinnati. The Eagles. Um, listen to this. Listen to this. Ready? Yeah, we don't play anyone good for a while. Their, their schedule is ridiculous. So, they play the Giants after the bye this week. Okay? That should be, should be a W. That should be, yeah. Then they go to Cleveland. Who knows? I have no idea. All right? I think that was going to be now pretty tough to, for you. Listen, listen to these four games. Home to Seattle, L. At Green Bay, L. Home to New Orleans, L. At Arizona, L. That's what I'm saying. All we got to do is steal a couple of these games against the, and, the and Lions they, and the Bengals. And then, they, then the Cowboys and Washington for Week 17. So Week 17 might be, might might be a real be, thing. It might be a Sunday night game you know, for the division, for the playoffs, with two teams with a below 500 record trying to win the division. It might be. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway. that was the, I was I was just saying that was the, really the first time this year where I was like, you know, I've joked around with it and say there's yeah, still no. a chance, but that was really the first time where I was like, listen, huh? listen, we if, might actually win this thing. And it's only it's I think you were saying that only because of how poor Carson Wentz looked and how poor he's looked all season. If he can yeah. stop the turnovers, then you have no chance, right? Can you agree with that? I don't know. I don't know about all that. Can you? you why? Because we beat you guys week one. (laughs) Didn't he turn the ball over? Didn't he turn the ball over multiple times in that game? Because that defensive line was on him. What did I I just say? If if he can stop the turnovers. If Chase Young hitting him, he ain't going to stop the turnovers. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to tell you here. I think think we match up well with you guys having offensive line troubles. No, you do. 100%. I think we match up well with a lot of teams that have offensive line. Yeah, but can your offense? Can I'm getting your offense... a little carried away here. Hey, Kyle Allen's looked—he's looked very good. I mean, I would say very good. Let me, let me let me back up a little bit. Kyle Allen's looked competent. Terry McLaurin is a certified superstar. He is. Antonio Gibson. If you look at Pro Football Focus the last few weeks, he's been rated as like one of the best running backs in the NFL. Okay. Well, like I said, 
We'll see what happens. This will be a fun. This will be a fun end of the season with us. Because you know, like like you were saying, coming into the year, Antonio Gibson's been. He hasn't been a full time running back most of his life or in a, or football career. So I I feel like every game I've been seeing him get better and better. And I think I don't want to be too crazy, but I think yeah. Ron Rivera is going to start to use him in a lot of the ways that he was using Christian McCaffrey. Not saying that he's that that caliber of running back. Just don't hear similar, what I'm not saying. He's a similar player to McCaffrey, though. Yeah, yeah. play style is similar, and I think yeah. that, you know, on a team that's, that's hurting for weapons, we, we could use him for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, Carson Wentz, just please, okay, stop. Stop. That's it. I'm just going to tell him to stop. That's it. That's what I have to say. Last thing. I Because uh, you guys – Everyone knows I wasn't on board with Hastings getting benched, but I was wrong. And this this Kyle Allen guy is he's he's better at this point in their careers. <laughs> he, he's all right. He's actually pretty solid. All right, moving on to the last team in the NFC East. Uh, they played host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday Night Football, and it this game was shocking to me. Not to Chris. Beautiful. To me, it was. Uh, I thought for sure that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who were on a roll, would just come into MetLife and be on a roll in front of the national audience and just kill the the Giants. And that's not what happened at all. Uh, the Giants were up 14-6 to six at halftime, and the Buccaneers had to claw their way back to win this game. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants look good. They did. I'm not even going to – I'm not going to say they didn't. Because they did. Daniel Jones had two interceptions. However, you know, other than that, they look pretty good. Their defense, their defense is not bad either. Yeah, their defense this whole year has been a pretty good unit for them, for sure. Uh, Daniel Jones, kind of like Carson Wentz to me, he's been turning the ball over too much. He's been really, I think it's really been a lot on Daniel Jones. Uh, just because they have to, they haven't been able to run the ball very well. They actually did outrun the Bucks in this game. Thought that's part of the reason that they were in the game. And heck, if if Daniel Jones delivers the football on time, we're watching overtime. And who knows? I mean, I don't. I still don't think they would have won in overtime. But you didn't see the play. Two point conversion. Had the running back uh, Wayne Goldman, I believe, coming out of the backfield. Um, just on a little flare route to the flat. We all know the play. Quarterback rolls out, running back in the flat. It's usually easy pass. You throw it on time, timing route. Daniel Jones decided that he was going to pump. Well, he didn't really pump fake. He just kind of like hitched first, looked at it, and then threw the ball, yeah. allowing the defender to, to come back in there. And Yeah. And yeah, so – Typical Daniel Jones to me, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but I do think he has some talent. Uh, he led the drive to potentially tie the game with a beautiful touchdown pass to Golden Tate. So I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's just too many plays like that, too many fumbles, too many turnovers in general. I'm not a huge Daniel Jones fan, but he's still young, so I do. Yeah. I, I want I want to give him his credit and also you know let you guys know I'm I'm not in on Daniel Jones I think he's gonna be a bum a bum I mean I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a bum but he's definitely just gonna be an average quarterback 
like overdrafted for sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just yeah, but um, Tom Brady. I guess you know. I guess the Giants are just Tom Brady's kryptonite, man. I mean, there's really no other explanation. That's literally the only reason I picked them to cover. <laughs> I was like, it's the Giants? I was like, oh, they don't have yeah. Eli anymore, but. Hey. They've always been good against Brady for whatever reason. The Giants and Nick Foles. I'm taking them yeah. to play Brady. <laughs> so you're telling, you're telling me you, you pick the Bears. If the Bears play the Buccaneers in the playoffs, that you'll pick, uh, you'll pick the Bears to win. Uh, if we're still doing the spreads, I'll pick them to cover the spread. Well, you pick them to win the game. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was I want to, man, but nah, I can't do that. All right, all right, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, anyway, this was man, this this week was crazy, like we said at the beginning. A lot of crazy crazy games. For me, it was infuriating of a week. Uh not just because of the Eagles, but because of my my parlay and uh and just how we did on the spread for this week. Both both Chris and I went six and eight. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, almost 500, but still, I would like to be better than that. I'd like to get it over 500 every time. Uh, last week, we did our, you know, both predictions for the week uh, for the first time. We already talked about mine. I did. I said two, Tua was going to get 350 yards and two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. I wasn't even close to that. Uh, Chris said Lamar Jackson was going to get 300 yards passing. No, not even, not even close. Yeah, not against the Stanley. Not against anybody. I don't think. Yeah, not this year. So, we'll have some more bold predictions in our uh, our our picks show, um, our week our week nine predictions, week nine picks. Uh, yeah, like I said, crazy week. Chris, you have anything else you wanted to add before we get out of here? Just again, Saturday, eleven a.m. Check me out on Instagram at the Average Sports Nerds. We'll be talking some college football. So, come through. For sure, at Average Sports Nerds on Instagram. Uh, at this point, as always, thank you for listening, everybody, and have a good night for a day whenever you listen. And keep nerding it up. <laughs>